Actually, it was funny. I texted my mom last night to like confirm with her. I was like, when did we like when did we start noticing like the pooling? It was definitely middle school because I can remember I remember specific eighth grade pictures where I'm like, oh yeah, we've got gappy eyelashes in those photos. So definitely somewhere in middle school is when it began. And I feel like it was mostly lashes in the beginning. And then it switched to eyebrows, and then it was both. And then it all just kind of like blurred together. And it's just kind of been like something that I've been dealing with since then. So it's just been around for like as long as I feel like I can remember. When you started having those gaps in your eyelashes, did your mom notice right away? Did you tell anyone? What was that thought process for you? Ugh, I knew these questions were going to come up and I knew I wasn't going to be able to really like recall, especially. Um, because I had like a bunch of stuff going on um, back then, because I also, although I mostly grew out of this, but I also have Tourette's syndrome. So like I've been going to doctors since like first grade, but then the way my brain is wired, I have like a really hard time like reading and comprehension. So like I have a hard time like understanding things, remembering things. So my mom was always kind of like at the forefront of any appointment we went to, bless her, because she was pretty intuitive and, I was, you know, I wasn't an easy kid. <laughs> so she was good at paying attention and looking at signs and just noticing differences. Um, like when my Tourette's would be acting up, she, you know, like it's either like back to school or around Christmas time, like the anxiety, it wasn't always something negative. Um, so she always knew when something was going on. And looking back, she would probably say that she definitely would see it go up and then go down and go up and she might be able to um pinpoint it to stuff that was going on for me it just always seems so inconsistent and like there's no rhyme or reason i remember last december when we went to a cabin up north um for christmas i had a hat on a lot like a beanie um and it covered my eyebrows so like that weekend i noticed i was like oh wow you like weren't at them at all and then after we got back from the cabin, I had like a couple of good weeks. I was like, okay, cool. Like, I like where this is going. And then just like that, it was gone. <laughs> mm -hmm. And all of like that progress. <laughs> See ya. So I haven't really, I, I don't understand the patterns of mine. I think because I grew, my Tourette's was like way more active, like the verbal and like things that I did were way more active when I was little. I essentially like got dismissed from that. I grew out of it per se. And because of that, I was always hoping, just waiting for the day we're gonna grow out of the trichotillomania. It's coming, it's coming. I tell people, I was like, I've been trying to grow my eyebrows since I was like in eighth grade. And I'm like, this is the year, this is the year we're gonna do it. Or I think just like, if you just try really, really hard, like just don't do it. But like, you can't just not do it. So finding you on TikTok this past year was the first time since seventh grade and I'm 30 that I actually didn't feel alone in this because never in my life have I ever met anyone who had it. 
So I'm like, who am I? And it's just, I was super, I was self-conscious of all of my neurological things growing up. I didn't talk to it about anyone, but sign of the times, like things have changed. People are way more outspoken now. So that's what I'm trying to do here. I haven't really like posted a lot about it on any of my social media. I share your TikToks a lot to like my friends who follow me, like that'll probably, like I'm hoping that comes up and it's kind of like planting seeds, like, hey, this exists, but I myself mm -hmm. am almost still too like, oh, so this podcast is like the next step too, is like actually talking about it and like, yeah, we'll hear it. Oh, yes. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I, I think about this all the time. You know, a lot of people say, oh, social media, it's so bad. All the kids are on it all the time. But I wish that I had that back then because mm -hmm. that's how I met you. That's how I started to feel comfortable because I'm seeing other people showing pictures of their bald spots. And I'm like, you can do that. You know, I was like shamed into silence pretty much, you know, so I, I couldn't believe how open everybody was. It was so inspiring. It was great. There's pros and cons to social media, and this is definitely like a pro for sure. Mm -hmm. I probably like read your um, The Trickster Diaries in three chunks, and like the first chunk, I like cried on and off, like throughout the first like third that I read because I was like, like words, like feelings that I've had put into words that I didn't have, and it was just like it was so surreal and like. Oh, so surreal and so beautiful. So thank you for writing your book and <laughs> doing what you do. You're gonna make me start crying. Listen, <laughs> listen, 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 listen. I'm gonna start crying on this podcast. Thank you. I mean, I can't express to you how, how that makes me feel. Like I really do want to start crying. So I'm not upset. Suck all those tears back in and I'm gonna cry after we get off this after we get off this uh this meeting. But thank you so much. I appreciate that. When you were first diagnosed with Tourette's and then you exhibited signs of trick. Did you find out the name for trick right away since you were kind of in that medical field already? I want to say yes. Yeah. I want to say yes. Only because of all the doc. Yeah. Cause I already had, we already had doctors in our back pocket for this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, I also struggle with dermatomania as well. So I, you know, the two, two for one, so I feel like I've been having like these phases. Um, I live with my sibling and their wife and I refer to it as I'm, you know, just going through another phase where I hate my face because either between like, either like that I can't leave alone. So it lasts longer than it should or my lack of eyebrows or my lack of eyelashes. Yeah. Mirrors are like complicated sometimes. <laughs> we're sporting, where is she? We're sporting the gap right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You know, that's a vibe. People do that on purpose. <laughs> mm -hmm. But oh, my yeah. bangs are really long right now and they need to get cut. But I'm also like, it helps hide my eyebrows. So it's like a hide. I'm hiding with my hair a little. Have you had moments where you've noticed, oh, things are kind of all growing back? You know, maybe the lashes are more full than normal or like your eyebrows are growing back. Have you had like longer, longer periods of time when that has happened? Yes, not as much as I wish I had. Um, I just saw on your page a person you interviewed, and they're like 187 days pool free, mm -hmm. and I'm like, in what in what world? Like, what are you doing? How? 
how I was like oozing with jealousy this morning when I saw that. But mm -hmm. then also I was like, okay, so that's possible. But I'm also glad, I feel like in the last year I've come to terms with this isn't something you grow out of. So that's, and I really think it was like your book that helped me come to terms with that. Year after year, I'm like, I just, I keep waiting and I just keep waiting for it to get easier, for it to go away. As I get older, it'll lessen and it like never did. So to see that it is possible for someone to go so long without pulling, but I'm glad I know what I know now because if I went into a street where I wasn't pulling anymore, I would think, oh, well, this is done. We're done now. And then like, you know, like six months later, start pulling again and it would be like twice as traumatic. I feel like I struggle with that even now. Like if I have, if I go a few days or if my eyelashes grow back, I'm like, oof, all right, we're done with those. Like, and even I know better. And I still, right. it's either I'm never going to have eyelashes again, or I'm going to have all my eyelashes. It's never like in the middle. So I'm still even working on like, you know, the pattern, even though there really is no pattern, but at some point you're going to pull those things out. So yes. let's yep. not get too hung up on the oh, here and now. That's too, because it takes so long to get the growth and like, you're so happy. And then like a month of progress is gone within one trip to the bathroom. Are you someone that uses tweezers or are you just like a finger puller? If I'm like doing something and I catch myself playing, if I can get it immediately, I can use my fingers. And like, honestly, I've gotten pretty good at my fingers. I've even like tried to let my nails grow out to make it harder. And I'm like, well, no, we'll just adjust to that and learn how to pull with nails too. But I find if I can't get it right away, I screw up other lashes in the process. So I've kind of just decided, I'm like, okay, well, you're going to pull this either way. So just go to the bathroom, get the tweezers, pull the one you need. So you don't accidentally pull five more. Like I used to like, we used to hide the tweezers to help prevent me from pulling. And it just like, it didn't help. I would find another way to do it. And then sometimes pull more than I wanted to. Mm -hmm. And then you've got like a whole like bunch in your hands and you're like, ah, that's not what I wanted. And then there's like the whole internal battle. Like, what did I do? One of the worst feelings ever is like, I'll just do one more. And then that's, you look down and it's three at one time. Oh, then I'm just, I'm in the mirror. What is happening? What? That is just so hard. I do the same thing with the tweezers. Cause like you said, I find the one that I want. Sometimes that's it for the rest of the day. I love when the ones grow in down like really low, like the ones that like, you know, have to come out. Like if you went and got your brows done, the, the lady would pull them. I'm like, I'm allowed to do this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's the best part because you're like, oh, I'm just, I'm just shaping them. Like, <laughs> are we? <laughs> mm -hmm. Do you have any sort of like ritual with the hair? Do you stick at places? Do you do the lip thing at all? I've definitely, I've definitely done the lip thing, but yeah, then I either, either just like, on flick it on the floor or like, yeah, rarely ever the trash can. They're so tiny. I'm just like, oh, I like to like balance it between my fingers. <laughs> Mm hmm I think that was my favorite part too was um in your book I realized like things I didn't even realize I did or notice I'm like oh my god oh my god oh wait wait I do that wait so does she <laughs> and I'm like yeah that's one of the best parts of of talking with other people with trick because I, 
I, you know, growing up, didn't talk to really anyone who had it, didn't meet anyone who had it. And then I start talking, I'm like, wait, you do that too? You, oh my gosh. And then it's, now I have a deeper understanding with someone I just met. I feel very close to them because they get me in such a different way than everyone else. Mm -hmm. This is actually, I was even thinking about it last night. I'm always like super self-conscious with like makeup again, because I can't go to the bathroom without looking in the mirror and like picking at something on my face. Like I literally, I'm like, we need to like put paper over the mirror. So I'm like, wow. Like, I just want to pee. Like I, all I want to do is go to the bathroom. I was thinking about it last night because my mind's always like, ah, about like, okay, like, are we going to do our hair tomorrow? Are we going to do our makeup? And I was like, mm, what are we going to do? And I was like, girl, it's a podcast. And Ooh. you're meeting with someone who also has trichotillomania. Throw your hair in a messy bun. Don't draw on eyebrows. Don't cover. I'm like, this is the safest place you could be in when you're hating your face. So I did put a little bit of mascara on, but everything else, I'm like, we're all natural because I felt like I could. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. And that is a perfect segue to my next question of, do you, you know, will you color in your brows? Do you wear falsies at all if you're pulling your lashes? So usually, false lashes are just such a pain in the butt. I'm like, that's like, that's like a New Year's, that's for a Halloween costume kind of thing. I'm like, God bless, like, the people who can wear them all the time. I'm like, tactile-wise, I'm like, I can't do that all the time. I'm like, my other issues won't allow it. <laughs> um, but yes, I totally, I mean, and I'm not like, I'm not a makeup artist, so it's never perfect, but there, yeah, I will have eyebrows, not to go to work. Um, I nanny and I've gotten to the point where like, I'm not putting makeup on to do that either. Like when I first started nannying, when I was 18, I like put on a little makeup every single day. And I'm like, yeah, right. I'm like, I'm like, he's two. He doesn't care what my eyebrows look like. This, like, this is what we're getting today and it's fine. And like, I do wonder sometimes I'm like, oh my God, like, does the mom notice like Danny's eyebrows look significantly different than they did yesterday. Like one, are people actually like looking that closely? Are they going to judge? Probably not. And then if they ever do ask about it, I'm like, well, I guess that's the universe saying time to put on your big girl pants, Danielle, and tell somebody about it and stop mm -hmm. like hiding in shame. But yeah, I definitely like outside of my family and then like my work, I'm pretty self-conscious about like my, if, if I'm going to the grocery store, no, I won't do anything. But if I'm going to hang out with other friends, like makeup's always got to go on. When you were younger, I know I was like in sixth grade drawing things on, figuring, trying to, you know, blend in. When you were younger and you pulled, did any of the kids ever like point it out to you? No. And I honestly, like, I hate saying that to you um, because I just, mine, I never, I've never pulled hair from my head. It has always been my brows and my lashes. And I want to say mostly lashes. And luckily for me at the time when it first started, thin brows were all the rage, you know, like mm -hmm. I plucked mine to smithereens, but so did everybody else. So like the brows didn't stand out as much when I was younger. Um, they do now because big and bushy and feathery. God, I wish I could have feathery eyebrows. <laughs> but no, I 
was fortunate enough to have not experienced anyone ever saying anything about it. And I did when I gave my mom your book to read, I had to like let her know I was like, and I hate saying this to you because I'm like, it's not fair. You experienced bullying in a way that I didn't. And I'm really sorry that you had to deal with that piece of this because I have like all the internal struggles you have, but at least I didn't have to like deal with people saying things to me about it, which is why I think it's like really amazing what you're doing now and kind of just like taking that power back and like claiming it for yourself. And you're like, yeah, I do pull my hair out. Yeah. I have mania, but I wrote a book about it. And I have a podcast. So like say all you want, but I mm -hmm. already know. Nira made me cry again two times. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you so yeah, you're, much. You're pretty much this like unicorn in my world that I've just still to this day, I'm like, I can't believe I found her on TikTok. I'm like, ugh, life, literally life changing. And I'm like, oh. this, is when, this is when the internet's good. This is when the internet's good. Oh, thank you. And you know what's funny? I had a coworker who was 19 and I said, I kind of like some of these sounds on the internet. Is it weird if I make TikToks? And she was like, of course it's not. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I was like scared to make them. And now it led me to you. Like that's so, you know. Yay. So, funny. Yay. so when, you, when you first were diagnosed with trick and you were at the doctors, do you recall any type of maybe like behavior, like therapies or anything they tried to, to do to help you lessen your pulling? I think you mentioned this in your book, the rubber band snapping and the pencil breaking. And like, those did not appeal to me like at all. <laughs> I'm like, one, that's a waste of pencils. I didn't want to do that. I really didn't want to do that. And I also just like, I probably should have given it a chance, but like as a stubborn child who like, doesn't want to do anything therapeutic. I just want to be better without doing the work. No, I'm not going to break pencils. I just have like a gut feeling. I'm like, that's just my stubbornness. I'm like, that's not going to help. Like, that's not going to help. Definitely the snapping of the rubber band, but like, ow. Like, not that hurts in a way that pulling doesn't. <laughs> yeah, the, the rubber band was always an iffy one because if, you know, the way that I, pull and I'm sure you do the same thing like if I'm in the zone and I'm pulling like 10 20 you know if I'm really in it I'm not gonna be using that you know because then I'm gonna get the attention that I also don't want from other people you know what I mean it's just like a whole a whole different thing and then yeah the sensation is different I remember they said to me oh you know pull the Barbie Barbie doll baby doll hair I'm like that doesn't make me feel anything I like how this feels so mm -hmm. let's find something that is the same, but there's mm -hmm. not. So that's yeah. the issue. <laughs> I've seen I've seen it on TikTok. It almost kind of looks like like a like a rock, and it's like got a bunch of like holes in it, and it's like covered in this goo. And then they give you like this little stencil, and like you like dig it out. I feel like that. If I'm keeping busy, I have less time to like touch. So like something like that would work only because like it's keeping me busy for an extended period of time. Um, I don't think a quick fix kind of thing is more my speed. It's more of just like, don't have downtime, mm -hmm. <laughs> which I end every day with downtime in front of the TV. And that's when it would, although I find I'm picking, oh, I didn't even notice it until I'm talking to you now. I'm touching 
I'm touching less. Like I would just sit and watch TV and I'd be going like this and like not even realizing it. I didn't even notice. I wonder how long I've been doing that less. I can't go to the bathroom without picking. But yes, I am touching my face, my eyebrows less these days. But yeah, when I'm in the bathroom, like my face doesn't stand a chance. <laughs> mm -hmm. Flush the toilet, stand in front of the mirror and find something to pick at, whether mm -hmm. it's my skin or hair. I know like there's certain times I'll walk in the bathroom and I'm like, oh, we're sitting on the sink today. <laughs> like we're getting up, like we're crawling up. And I know myself well enough now that I, I know I can't have a magnified mirror because that, because I, when I, in high school and I first like got this, you know, the huge wave of acne that one does, I was experiencing like, you know, dermatillomania because I would find that magnified mirror and there would be nothing that is outwardly showing, but that mirror shows you. So I'm in there for as long as I need to be. And, you know, the whole face is red, eyelashes are gone. And I know better than to get one of those. Yeah, I, do, uh, I do have a magnifying mirror. And it's nice, isn't it? Yeah, it is nice. <laughs> mm -hmm. I actually was so funny. I was in front of my mirror like 10 minutes before um, I was going to hop on the call with you. And I'm like, ooh, I could pick that off right now. And then I was like, no, we cannot hop on this call and have like red blotches all over your face because you were just aggressively like picking at it. I was like, walk away, walk away. And I was able to like walk away from that. I can walk away from my skin easier than I can walk away from like, if I know there's like that one strand of hair, like the spiky ones mm. or like what well, gets bent. The bent mm. ones got to come out. Like they just don't belong. <laughs> they sure don't. Why would you even grow in that way? It makes a new growth so hard because they're all spiky when they first come in. And that's like the hardest, that's like the hardest hurdle. You got to get past the spiky part and then hope that you don't pull them out anyway. <laughs> mm -hmm. Knowing that yeah. you will. <laughs> I learned this from another person with Trick. They brought it up to me. The idea that it's harder when everything grows back than it is to not pull. If I had a full set of eyelashes and then I like am interested in pulling those, yes. But if I have blotchy and patchy, that's even harder. Like it's hard for them to grow back because they're so different and yeah. they all stand out. 100%. That makes so much sense. Right? I thought that too. I was like, oh my gosh, you are explaining my life now. Because that, I can't have the regrowth. I'd rather, I'd almost, at some points I have done this, I've almost preferred like, you know what? If we're missing a chunk here, let's say get them all. Because I can't have full set nothing. It just bothers me to my core. I feel that. <laughs> Besides the bathroom, are there any other places that are like especially triggering for you? Nothing immediately comes to mind other than when I am sitting in front of the TV, which I just realized two minutes ago that I've been doing this less. That used to be like huge. And when I was living with my mom, I moved out like uh, almost two years ago. I asked her to like, if you see me touching my face, like call me out on it. And then after like reading your book, I realized like I asked her to do something and when she did it, it annoyed me. But then like after reading your book, I I was like, well, yeah, it makes sense. It's actually funny. She was just visiting because I live in California now and she was just out visiting for Christmas and she went to stop me and I was like, just let me get it. I was like, just, and like, I felt okay saying that now. Like mm -hmm. sometimes I'm like, just. I'm like, it is a part of me. Just, just do it. 
just do it and move on and like just stop getting so hung up on it. So that's what I'm really working on now is just like get over it. <laughs> like, like get like this this is you. This has been you for like 20 years. Deal with it and get over it. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. What is shaming myself and being mean to myself gonna do? It hasn't worked before. It's not gonna work now. Right. So now that you, you know, you're on the podcast, you're getting more comfortable sharing, you know, this the TikToks on your stories. What are your next steps? What do you think that you'll be doing as far as maybe sharing more about your trick? Like I could do like the picture thing on Instagram and talk about, oh, had a pulling day or things like that. Or not even, it doesn't even have to be that public. Like even just talking to my friends about it more, um, which I've sort of slowly started to do. I mentioned it to my one friend and she was like, oh yeah, I saw those, you shared them on TikTok. And I was like, yes. I'm like, okay, cool. Like we've heard of it now. Like the word, oh my God, I was, um, I had to get my car fixed the other day and I had to take a lift. And this guy, my driver, complimented my eyebrows I like your eyebrows and I immediately I'm like thank you and like didn't know what to do and then he was like I'm sorry he was like is that not an okay thing to say and I told him I was like it's kind of like a weird compliment from like an older dude but like I'm like no no it's fine I was like I'm just not used to getting compliments on my eyebrows and I was just like I have this thing called trichotillomania and like, it just like came out of my mouth because in my head, I'm like, you're never going to see this man again. I'm like, he may not understand what you said to him or full on believe because like, he can't see it. It doesn't exist. Like, and whatever mental health, but at least like, he's not going to judge me for it. I don't, I don't know him. I'm never going to see him again. It doesn't matter. But at least he's heard it. Mm -hmm. Or if he comes across it again, you can like recall, be like, oh, I had this woman in my, my cab one time and she said something I don't know you never know but also look at how natural it came out for you like you're you're like it just yeah, came I out that's so mom, awesome I was telling my sibling and my sister-in-law about it and both their eyes were like what like I was like I can write so it was like it was we all had like a proud moment <laughs> now I just have to like you know it's easier to spill your secrets to a stranger than it is like people that you frequently see. My one best friend um, who lives in England, she knows about it, but she like, she's also like a unicorn. Like she's, she's a, she's a special, she's a special human. Just she, she has just been my ride or die and would like have my back on anything. And then my one friend from PA knows about it. We started living together right before I moved out to California. And we would do like photo shoots for fun and stuff. So like, you can't like avoid talking about things like that when you're doing makeup or taking pictures of yourself. So she got to like learn about it just through like, I mean, she lived with me. So like, how would you not? And then I have a group chat on Snapchat um, with a bunch of women, just also like a safe space. And we all used to like live in the same area, but like most, all of them have kids. So like the group chat existed, but we would rarely ever see each other. And it was just like another safe space. And I've started, I can really mention things in there. So they're kind of like my, my trial, my practice, like you're, who's going to hear about it first. I'm going to practice on you guys. I know you're going to love me, accept me and take it in for what it is. I'll receive that as positive feedback. And then hopefully 
the next person I give a like my whole spiel to, it'll be like more natural. But everything's so much easier to do when you're typing it and not face to face with someone. But I'm very excited to um, share this with the group chat I was just telling you about, especially my one friend from the group, because she even mentioned wanting to read the book. So I was like, okay. I was like, yeah. And I was like, my mom's reading it right now. I was like, I'll send it to you, though. And my sister-in-law just started reading it the other day. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's so great. I just kind of like that approach, too. You know, like, little bit at a time. Just so it does take some pressure off you, because like you said, they know the word at least they know a little mm-hmm. bit about it before you share your story because I am so comfortable around um my sibling and my sister-in-law I can just be really like blunt and nonchalant or like use my humor as a way of coping and say something like snarky off the cuff about a hair pulling or something like I don't hide it in my own home like I don't feel shame about it in my own home which is really nice and I will just be like oh it's fine we're just hating our face it's fine fine yeah humor is like a big thing for me with dealing with things my mom are you familiar with friends at all the show kind of yeah okay well the one the one character Chandler is very much uses his humor to avoid dealing with anything and my mom used to call me Chandler and like I'm definitely better at using humor to deal with things and not using it to avoid things I don't have eyebrows again but you know what else is new? <laughs> it makes it lighter because you, if you're able to joke about it and like make people laugh about it with with you, not at you, mm-hmm. then it is more of like an approachable topic for people. Yeah. For a while, at least, I whenever I would tell someone, I'm like, okay, let's sit down and discuss this. You know, it was like a big serious thing, but now it can be funny. It can be something that we can laugh about together. Like that's that's great. What advice would you give someone who has triggered Sylvania and they kind of want to find their community and maybe start reaching out to people? Oh my God. So I know this really cool girl named Barbara and she put out a book. You need to read it. First piece of advice is follow this account, follow this account and buy this book. Like the book will be the first thing I mention ever. Oh my God. <laughs> Crying three times. Very nice. Thank you. Oh, that's so sweet. That and I'd probably be like, Hit me up whenever you need me. I was like, and this will probably be some, like, I feel like I would want to tell someone, I'm like, this probably isn't going to go away. Cause I kind of feel like that was really tough for me to realize this past year was like, this is it. There isn't a medication. There isn't an aging process that you're just like, and that really, that really hit me hard. Cause I just, and I've said this like a bunch of times throughout our meetup here, it's just waiting to grow out of it. and. I think that was like the last really big hurdle I needed to do into like acceptance of this. So I feel like I'd be like, read this book and you're not going to grow out of it. The two things I wish I had (laughs) when I first started this was knowing that this is forever. Uh, Just so get rid of the hope. You'll have Mm -hmm. pool free days, apparently pool free years. Mm -hmm. But yeah, only because like, that's like a hard truth, but I do kind of wish I knew that sooner. Thank you.